0: As corny as kansas in august i'm as normal as blueberry pie no more a smart little girl with no heart i have found me a wonderful guy all right here we are with exalted the congenial season one episode nine uh i am devin the gm and today we have
1: gary playing mirage
2: samuel playing the magister
3: Max, playing the Heroism Advancing Algorithm.
4: Joe, playing Mocking White Wind.
0: Alrighty, So, uh, last session, stuff happened. It's been a little bit since we played the last session. We've had like a two-week break. So would someone like to recap bit. for us?
2: I can do that. Uh, the last session w- was uh, we went to the Magister's Mine Palace and explored that for a little bit. Then we met the saddest cult ever. Yes, it was very sad we spent a a lot of time trying to figure out and hash out what to do with uh, Dustin's cult and after that was finished we headed down to check on the claw slot outpost and look to see how the fey were interfering with things
0: there we are
2: it's a brief summary but should be effective
0: anyone else have anything to contribute to that
2: Uh, there's a greenhouse build
3: a and a lot of pineapple. All right. And have Soloth's cult getting scurvy. Oh, yeah, sad.
0: that, that. So heard sad. about that app. <laughs> so, uh, I guess my question is, guys, you are at the Classlat outpost. It is the gangs all here, except for Dustin. He's not around just right yet. So, you're at the outpost. Um, yes. Go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, go. Let's go. Uh, let's well, put up some uh, runnings.
3: We also Algorithm's need Algorithm's to... going to go uh, check in on the vivisections and uh, do some experiments with his new protocols.
1: Ooh.
3: Oh, no. Oh,
1: geez. That
2: sounds like something we might want to cover, actually.
4: Well, eventually, we also want to talk to the local class. Lot leadership and uh, get the lowdown on what's been happening with the Fey Folk and kind of get a, okay, just what did you agree to with these guys and how can we oh. minimize it from spiraling out of control? Uh, we did
2: do that, yes. We did talk to them and they were basically like, we're in a holding pattern trying to not sell children to them. Mm. Basically, the Fey Folk want um, what are they called? The... Lumpen. The Lumpen. To basically use as,
4: well, fey Folk toys, as they as fey Folk want to, everything,
2: yeah. And the the al- the alchemicals, the um, Autochthonians are not excited about
4: that prospect. Okay, but... good. At least they've got the general idea that yeah,
5: the, that's uh, not a good the idea. The Feyfolk
3: did offer, or the or did make the suggestion that the. Plus, let's go and capture some Lenoans, and to sell to them, which would both get them in good with the Fairfolk and with Halter, who has a hate on for the Lenoans.
2: Again, that's not exactly the thrillingest option for them, but they're kind of wondering what sort of options will give them instead.
3: Thus, the experimenting
4: experimenting commences well I mean we've got benefits and drawbacks to doing this but okay um, what else do we need to do set up for the cost lot basically do we have to go after these fair folk directly
3: I mean uh, the standing offer was when we were ready to talk to them they'd uh, communicate them via the diplomatic channel that's been set up
4: okay um, Alright, is there any short-term goals that we need to do in the meantime? Do they need me to establish wards around the city? Because I can totally do that.
3: I think what they're going with for wards is the uh, blasted wasteland of destroyed forest and iron spikes.
4: Well, yeah, that's part of it, but no, I mean, I can literally throw down um, you may not cross
1: wards, wards. Wait, does that work against Fae Folk?
5: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, he, he is a geomancy expert. More than that. I'm talking high-powered sorcery wards. That's pretty Oh, the good stuff.
3: Dude.
4: Yeah. See, the thing is, is, this whole time while I've been doing geomancy stuff in the background, I've been learning a lot of magic. And I can, um... Well... I think the one that I can set up here, it, it, it's a lesser um basically excuse me. Um uh, uh, first circle nice. spell is a uh, Barred Gates of Forbidden. Which yeah. is a
1: lovely little spell.
0: Yeah, Speaking a, of it's a sorcerians. gate spell. You uh you tag one person, they can't go in and, they can't go into an area.
1: Mhm.
4: But it only works on one person. Yeah. Okay. Um, sign of evulsive banishment only works on creatures that are currently there. Got the beacon of celestial purity. Most of those are one-offs, so I would have to do geomancy to realign the uh, the local area. Basically, doing sorcery as a miracle to align the area you to can't. make it. You I can't. can't
3: uh... You can't, sorcery doesn't have miracles.
4: Okay, then I would have to basically build a ward. Which I know I can do.
0: A ward's just not a word for a wall. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you have the uh sorcery gift that lets you pick up low magic paths? Because those have warding.
1: Uh no.
4: That yeah, is that is the rub, I'm sorry. Um
3: So here's what we do. We take you into Autocathonia stick a mind rip probe in your head, and forcefully download a bunch of protocols. No, <laughs> no need to probing. do that.
1: Really? What is it with you and the probing?
2: He's an alien from an outer dimension. Of course he wants to probe everyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it has solved so many problems, though. I mean, in a direct neural uplink, what can't you solve with it?
0: You should find a solar that has solar circle sorcery and cast grinding gears of God. Uh, on just all the fae. <laughs> like, I warded them
5: off. I warded them off.
0: Lots. By killing doesn't them. Doesn't it
3: go really badly if something important ends up in it?
0: Uh, it gets destroyed.
3: No, like, doesn't it uh, tear open a night road or something like that? I'm not too sure.
4: Well, I could actually seal a night road if I have to.
3: What are night roads in our context? Yeah, they probably it's be like it probably wild be zones? like
0: yeah like wild like uh, accesses to like freeholds or like uh, specific types of wild zones, areas of desolation that are cecilianian. Uh, probably certain types of shadow lands and shit. And, and
1: and for your reference on grinding teeth of god, only a very strongest supernatural substance can resist the spell. If such artifacts caught in the area the celestial engines will will bind up and shatter, creating and likely creating a night road on the spot or something worse. So
4: okay, so I mean, I can establish boards, and it would take time, but I don't know. We don't want to set up a explosion kind of feedback loop.
2: Well, we could just uh, try to talk something out with the Fae, Maybe threaten them a bit. To get to Maybe. And we lost somebody. Oh, nope, man. He's back. Did we? No, we're good. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did want to mention, don't you have a new manservant that you should introduce to the
4: party? Oh. Yes. I guess I could.
0: All right. So, what were you saying?
4: Uh, yes. Uh, my, ma- I have taken upon myself an apprentice by the name of Otis. Um... He is a young shaman from a tribe, Dishonored. Uh, I have offered him a second chance with me. We'll go into more with him later, but uh, he tends to take care of my business back in uh, Halta for me. Except when I need him on particular ritual assignments and things like that.
2: I also notice that he is an owl
4: man.
0: Like, is he, like, just a bipedal owl person? Like, the great cosmic owl no. from Adventure Time?
4: <laughs> Kinda. No, he was actually a person-person, but uh, part of the binding ritual that... Uh, I'm basically... First, I'm teaching him the basic arts of herb magic... Herbal... Uh, not herb, Hedge magic, like I understood them. And then later, I will initiate him into the higher art of uh, sorcery, which is part of our agreement. Um, you know the uh, manse that I converted into a prison manse, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We all remember that. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He maintains that.
3: So
0: he's like the owl librarian of prison manse? Oh, that's Yes, great. he is
4: the owl librarian of prison manse.
3: Or wan Shi tong he who knows 10,000 things.
0: Is that the thing from <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender? Because that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's, that's it.
4: All right. Yes. Yep. Perfect. And um, just... Just for clarity, uh, my uh, designated sanctuary spell, which allows me to transport home via that gateway, uh, the Sapphire Second Circle Magic, Celestial One that I picked up, is specifically in one of the three, or one of the four pins that we had, specially prepared. Well, you remember the four giant tanks? No, no, this is in-game. Oh, okay. You remember the four um, large tanks that had the uh, critters in them?
0: Yes, I remember the tanks that you turned into a prison.
4: Yes. My spell, uh, my Celestial Circle spell allows me to designate a sanctuary that I can teleport back into.
0: Ah, you picked up the sanctuary. You picked up the ripcord.
4: Yep, sure did, and the, we well, go. it does It does more than the ripcord. The spell actually creates a gateway that we can all walk through.
0: I know, I, I'm aware, it's just what we've been calling it in Prince of the Universe. It's the ripcord, it's pulling the panic mm-hmm. button.
4: Well, yes and no. The Sanctuary is designated as one of the four tanks that I've specially prepared that I can step through, exit the tank, and then immediately turn on the manse and freeze whatever else comes through that portal. Cool stuff. So, yeah, it's a bit of a safety measure, but it's also a capture measure.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Just throw people you don't like in there. That's the idea. Ten years dungeon, no trial.
2: <laughs> Ten. Judge, jury, and execution.
0: One jury. million years trial. <laughs> or one million years dungeon.
3: That, this is unacceptable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Unacceptable!
3: Unacceptable! <laughs> <laughs>
4: But he he maintains that my that connections and the and the preparations for that man's.
0: That's perfect. That's ideal.
4: Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. So now, while the magister might have run across Otis working for me, I haven't really had a chance to introduce him for everyone because no one's really had a reason to go back to the manse yet. That's I, right. Sorry, I thought I thought he was like accompanying you out here. That's why. How... No, 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 no. I'm more than capable of handling field stuff on my own. It's just I need someone to watch that manse and to keep the geomancy in place um, okay. for when we bring prisoners in. Alright, no worries.
2: I will also point out that you're the first one to create a beast man through sorcery in this campaign.
4: True. I bound him to me and he and he, his power is a vestige of my own, which is why he gained the owl-like appearance when he... Uh, yeah, he, he his native appearance isn't human anymore.
0: I'm
1: a
3: freak!
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the price he no, pays for access to sorcery.
3: It, all humans should receive the gift of upgrading. It is quite a holy experience I'm given to understand.
2: Is it really upgraded <laughs> to become a feathery rat?
3: Well, in Autochthonia... Uh, it is instead a blessing of the great maker that bestows power and insight, but I assume in this uh, creation, this is the closest you can get.
0: <laughs> Close <laughs> enough.
3: So,
1: so does he say anything?
3: I don't think he's here. What
1: Otis? He's not here. Oh, okay.
2: I thought he was, no, but he's not.
1: No, no, no,
5: no, no.
4: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull him here yet. I mean, if I if I absolutely need him. I will pull him out, but otherwise, we're good for now.
5: Right.
0: Pretty cool. Pretty good. I'm looking at all your little projects here. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. So,
4: but yes, I was asking, did we have any short-term things that need to be done around the uh, the village?
0: You guys could pack up all of Solus Cultus and move them here.
2: Yeah, let's not
1: do that without Solus. I, yeah, I, I, that would not be our place.
0: This big empty industrial wasteland, and they're like, "This is the promised land."
2: <laughs> the promised land, We're here Yay. now. Oh, don't, don't, no! Let's not do this. <laughs>
4: don't stop me now.
0: Having <laughs> a good
1: time. Having a ball,
4: <laughs> you yeah. know.
5: But yeah. Well, the no. way
1: I think about it, we have two. We have two main things to deal with. One is the question of the fair folk, and the other is the question of. Oh, drawing a blank on them. The, bar- the barristers of, uh, of requirement. They needed something done as well.
2: Well, they had some issues that they wanted to talk to us about, that, but we haven't really talked to them since we dealt with the man's.
1: Well, why don't we go talk to them? I think the fair folk thing is a little bit more pressing. I look around at the tremendous amount of um, iron that's been industrially uh, that's been industrially refined in all directions, and the mot and the rather superior weaponry and the brutal organization. Go, I'm I'm not certain that they really need our assistance in the matter. <laughs>
3: No, it is truly lovely the heights of efficiency that the, the children of the Maker are able to uh, reach even in so inhospitable or conditioned disease.
0: There's, uh, they're digging up huge trenches in the main area and like slowly, slowly lowering with ballast and pulleys like a large chamber that could fit 20-30 people into it and they're just bricking up around it you because know, they're putting it in the basement. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a vault tech facility. One of the workers is like, I can't wait for this to be put into place. Then we, then we could have safe, nice artificial light to guide us instead of this horrible sky.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow! They're 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 what's the term? They're
2: dwarves.
1: I was gonna say vampires, but okay. Mm -hmm. They're dwarf vampires.
0: What, like, when you're, when you're not paying attention, one of the uh, autocathonians jumps on you and stabs needles into your neck in two places and starts draining your blood? You're gonna use that blood?
1: As long as they sparkle, I'm okay.
0: You're gonna eat that blood? You're like, the blood that's currently inside of me? No.
3: <laughs> all so, right. vivisections.
0: Oh my god, are oh my we god. all going to the, the atrocity room?
1: I it, it seems like that's where we're going. I don't know how long it will remain in an atrocity room, but it seems like that's where we're going.
2: I, I don't think... think you might want to do that on your own. Maybe. I don't, because you run the risk of us killing them again. Out of pity. Hmm.
4: No, we're still being fairly congenial. I mean, we're negotiating. We're doing fairly, fairly nice things. It's only when someone really, absolutely pisses us off that the claws come out.
1: Well, it's not necessarily a matter of the claws coming out. Last time, randomly, some uh, one of their uh, experiments died on the operating table. No idea how that happened.
3: <laughs> uh, it happens all the time. It's why we were studying them. All right.
5: So
0: you guys head over to the medical oh, so center. <laughs> Well, yes, algorithm again, going... there
1: won't be a
3: problem then. That... Well, algorithm is going to head over to test out if now that he is in possession of the appropriate protocols, he can finally get to repairing these obviously broken mechanisms.
4: It's I think enough. I'll follow along to just see how crazy this whole fair is going to get.
3: <laughs>
4: mm. Sure, might as well. Mm. I guess we're all grown then. All right. Yep. Mm. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain amount of. Curiosity as to what the
3: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so first, Algorithm is going to shoo all the technicians out so that they don't uh, do anything to interfere with his protocol weaving, which will also conveniently make the congenials less likely to suffer undue emotional distress. And mm-hmm. then he is going to pray, which is how you do these protocol things. And invoking in the in Weavers and the great plan of Ultoxon, he is going to use his authority as a champion to restore the Fair Folk into a proper functioning mechanism. I don't expect this to actually work because that isn't the protocol that does that. What? So, You're just twelve casting hours. That. L- oh, okay. So he's going to try auspicious reformatting in mudra. In the slow cast, so it's going to take twelve hours of praying and whatnot, and isn't oh, going to work. Twelve hours? That's what the rule is—to use it without uh, spending effort.
2: Oh, uh, I guess we. I,
3: I think
1: I wait. I think I can wait about uh, fifteen minutes before, like, whispering over to Mocking White Winds. Did he say how long this is going to take?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, twelve hours later, nothing to show for it. Now he's a little frustrated. there's knocking on the door quiet there is something else I need to try first uh, going to do the quick all, cast all right champion oh, but we've missed... me all talk soon now he's going to use use a transcendent pattern weaving protocol
0: not with de- fair folk now what exactly does that do?
3: turns it into a jade nodule that can be carved into a mountain folk.
0: All right, there's a mountain folk inside of it. All right. So yeah, there was a mantis soldier looking thing on a slab that it was being, you know, vivisected, and was just, just being super pissy this whole last 12 hours. <laughs> uh, it has the whole hand of electric thing on its face and stuff to keep it from like, you know, talking and getting free. And uh, yeah, then here was a nice algorithm that throws magic at it and it, detonates in, a, in blinding light and there's a cocoon, like in the movie Cocoon, made of jade on the table.
3: I knew it! I knew that I could fix them!
1: That's new. <laughs> you, you you turned it into a block. I'm, I'm it, a little bit perplexed.
3: It appears to be a block of jade This calls for further study. Technicians! Alright, technicians, come on in
2: they've been waiting there for 12 hours for you to do that no
3: it's just
0: they're like hey (laughs) they're just like hey you know we've missed three shifts so far can we just come in and work while you're working we don't got anything to do i believe
3: i have repaired it or at the very least begun the repair process it seems to be jade
0: they kind of like bring it up on a rack and start taking a look at it they get spotlights in and like examination tools And uh, much like Amber with the mosquito in it, they uh, put a backlight on it and there's some sort of fetal man-shaped form inside.
5: Mm. There's something
3: in there. Yes, we will have to extract it. Do we have the appropriate jade tools or will we need to order them from Classlat?
0: We'll investigate further.
4: Wait, wait, before we crack this thing open, Um, why don't you let me do a careful essence reading on it to make sure that we're not going to unleash some some, um, glitched horror upon creation? Because we don't know exactly how your spell interacted with the entity.
3: That would be advisable. It is always appropriate to be cautious during the early stages of testing. You have my gratitude, comrade.
5: Um,
4: I will use the sorcerer sight trick, and uh, if that doesn't work, I will pull out the uber, uh, and I'm having a brain, I will pull out the spell, or no, actually, I'm sorry, I will pull out my knowledge ability to try and figure out what this thing is.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, the sorcery word. As an instant ability, you commit effort for the scene to instantly negate any low magic spell being cast in the presence, or banish or destroy any low magic construct or summon entity. Neat.
4: No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's one thing I can do. But that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to use Subtle Eye of Knowing on it.
0: I, I was just reading that and I was like, oh, neat. Mm hmm. Uh, so. But only vague since it's a danger or a wheel. So this is not, uh, theurgy or low magic. That this cocoon is, so it's giving mm-hmm. you a big egg on that.
3: Hmm. Could I use right. a miracle with... of stun?
0: One sec. He's doing. He's doing uh, first. Uh, then we'll, grab, yep. we'll switch over to you. So, what are you kanalaging up?
4: Uh, I will. I want to know its composition, nature, and uh, desires. Basically, uh, basically, like I'm the... trying to figure out. Like what? It's a combination of the truth that burns, um, and maybe just the knowledge miracle.
0: Learn the knowledge of them. All right. So yeah, the day will probably pass. First... I'm betting. So you guys can probably just afford to miracle stuff out. All right. Um.
4: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll first try the uh, the gift. The truth that burns, and if that doesn't work, then I'll, then I'll miracle for more information.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, the thing in that cocoon is a creation-born entity. Uh, it is a, uh, a chosen of the maker. Wait, what? Did he? I I, I, I immediately turn. <laughs>
4: wow. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, our Cthulonian friend. What was the short? What was the nickname we gave you? Hal.
0: Having...
4: Hal. Hmm? Hal. Hal.
0: Hal. Hal. H a l. I can't do that, Dave.
4: Oh. <laughs> Hal. I look over at Hal and I look back at the thing and I, and so Hal is an is an right? And the thing inside the Jade Cocoon looks like an Autochthonian.
0: Uh, It looks fetal, and it's covered in jade.
4: But if I look at him and I turn on The Truth That Burns, do I get the same reading?
0: The Truth That Burns... Okay, Uh, do you spirit save Hal, Heroes of Advancing Algorithm? Nine. Okay. Uh, so they are an exalt of they he is a champion of lat and the plan that he least wants you to know, what's the plan you he, you least want him to know?
3: That if you all don't agree to, uh, let us mind rip the Dragon King, I'm going to do it without telling you. And he's gonna do that.
4: <laughs> the Dragon King, oh, cute! Okay.
0: Yeah, he, uh, um, he uh... uses his arcane lunar powers and charms to just kind of read you, you know, like a witch. And
4: then I look back at the other thing, and so the thing in the cocoon, does it register as the same thing, but like a weaker version?
0: Nope. It registers as a chosen of a talkthon, a creation-born creature. Chosen
4: of Have I ever run across an entity that matches this?
0: Nope. But I think I think there's a gift that lets you know anything any mortal in creation would know. I think it's called... Omniscient ah.
4: Scholar is constant, yes.
0: So you could probably miracle that up.
4: I don't have to. It's always on.
0: Wait, you own it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you had Omniscient Scholar. Jiminy Jellicers, yep. You should have yep, just told you me You mastered that. all spheres of
4: mortal knowledge. So, does Omniscient Scholar give me something?
0: Oh, yeah, this is a Jadeborn Cocoon.
4: So, we're talking...
0: The chosen people mountain of the Great folk, Maker, basically. who live in mountains, especially on the Blessed Isle, and provide the realm go, with 75% of their yearly gross domestic product to back the Empress's personal uh, jade script uh, fiat currency. That knowledge goes a little more economics-y, but there's a lot of people in the Blessed Isle who deal with fair folk economics in the celestial in the realm uh, economics treasury.
4: So he, so he basically created a mountain folk.
0: Yep. Boop.
4: You made a mountain folk. I just state that, state that outright.
3: <laughs> is that?
4: Uh, sorry. Uh, there is a uh, particular subspecies. I don't know if you'd call them Fae, but they're related. That ha- uh, exist at the Pole of Earth when creation was created... They're called Jadeborn, or Mountain Folk, and they are the Chosen People of Audathon. The Chosen
3: People? That is odd that term refers to the, the populace of the Eight Nations.
4: I don't know, but that's what it's coming off as. My uh, scrying shows me that this thing Whatever you've done, you've reconfigured it that it is now a chosen of A jade born like, entity.
3: First, I would like to reiterate I told you they could be fixed. Second, I will have to consult with the Tome of the Great Maker.
0: Oh, yeah, they bring that so, in for you.
2: Is it Go like on. covered in a, a, a fancy cloth and like? It's made of presented. metal that
0: takes three people to bring in.
4: That's true. <laughs> and probably comes in on its own legs it takes three people to to run the controls
0: (laughs) like three people come in with the book and it's you know it's been freshly oiled and brushed and stuff and it's made of metal because it's it's the you know it's the champion version
4: (laughs) I, I, i look at him and say i wonder what would happen if you did that to a ghost
1: i i i turn toward i turn towards algorithm and i say Is it possible to get a copy of that version? (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, Aloram, you may have solved our our Fair Folk problem, or at least given us an avenue to resolve it.
3: Then I am glad, comrades. It is the nature of faith, dogma, and tools to reveal the solution Autochthon intended all along. Now, if you will excuse me, so saying, in Mm. the, uh, Adamant rings around his soul to him, starts spinning. Lines of text are going across his eyes. And he starts flipping back and forth through the tome. Oh um, And uh, individual words start forming in strange uh, word search patterns. And while he's searching. Like, lighting up. Mm-hmm. So, using, parsing the tome of the Great Maker, I didn't actually need the hard copy, you do figure out what the hell this thing is. What's going on with Jadeborn? Anything else using the uh, Autocathonian Bible code.
0: <laughs> in uh, the, the very earlier parts of the Tome of the Great Maker, in a section called <clears throat> the Covenant of a uh it speaks of his time before. Uh, and there are mentions to him having a, a favored people that he created um, before man showed up. And uh, yeah, you can basically cross-reference it. Mm. Basically a prototype for man.
3: Interesting. It appears that the creature contained within is is an archetypal species which would eventually be refined into humanity. Do you have uh, any objection no. to me removing it?
4: Uh, as in removing it from the cocoon? Indeed. Uh, no, I mean, it's no longer a fey folk. Whatever you've done to it, it permanently altered it.
1: Um, Very well, so- well done. So while he's doing that, Mirage is going to see if this thing has spontaneously developed stronger tethers to the loom of fate.
0: Oh yeah, totally. It's connected to destiny and loom and fate and everything. It has the whole readout.
3: Oh, and uh, all those uh protocols he's been spinning up, they're direct orders to the uh, to the pattern spiders.
5: I oh yeah, you've been noticing
0: that. that. Oh yeah, you have the word of fate bound? you're, you're noticing that. Magister, your skin crawls when you feel those those things being cast.
2: <laughs> That's probably why I stepped out of the room for a while.
3: So yeah, using the fact that I'm I'm two thousand laborers is to very, very carefully co- try and carve this thing out.
2: I can only imagine that you just take one little chink on it, and go tap, and it just everything falls off around
4: it. Well, I'm going to stand by just in that case things cold. go south, because if 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 this jadeborn wigs out. Of- I don't want uh, algorithm to have to face it by himself.
0: The um, studying the entity inside the cocoon—it's basically tied into the um, like it's—it's it's more like the the jade cocoon is an embryo rather than say uh, a shell for it to be held in. So like its life extends to all parts of the jade. Uh, mm-hmm. If you try to break this without having extreme knowledge of how to do it, you'll probably kill it. And then have a bunch mm-hmm. of jade.
3: Well, that's what we'll not do. Uh, Omniscient Scholar, can I tell shards him the first... Worth... Oh, no, no, we're not even going to attempt that.
4: <laughs> um, I'm going to pull up Omniscient Scholar. Is there any general information that I can give him on
0: how to safely extract it? The only people who are able to birth new Jadeborn are Jadeborn.
3: Hmm. Really? Could uh, Magister and I, I hook up some sort of miracle of knowledge and artifice, like helping each other to, uh, to a jury rig it?
0: Unfortunately, your knowledge domain does only spreads to mortal scholars and uh, sages. So the, the what inter- about a m- m- so the inter- what about
4: a knowledge miracle? Sorry.
0: So well, th- that's the thing. The, the The omniscient scholar is basically the best you can get, and it deals with mortal culture and stuff. Um, the specific knowledge and charms and techniques that are required to hatch this, you probably need to interact with the mountain folk to kind of start picking that up.
4: Mm. Getting in touch with them is going to be hard because they live right under the thumb of the empire.
3: Oh, there are other mountain folk cities around the world.
4: Well oh, yes. I know, but let's it...
3: find the nearest one. Autosynchronous locator.
4: Omniscient scholar.
3: <laughs> uh, the nearest mountain folk
0: city. I'd have to check the map again. Uh, let me open that up for exalted the map. <laughs> we are a creation map.
3: So you have Google, and I have a GPS.
0: Mountain Pretty much. Folk is dark blue. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one nearby.
3: Could you link that map? Out oh. of curiosity.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. It's not 100% canon, but uh, it's close enough. It's close enough. It's close. Yeah. Like, not everything is in there in my game, but it's, uh, it's there. But uh, the closest one is actually just south of you guys in the uh, Mountain Folk city of Lutar it's about uh, northeast it's east of uh Cijan and hmm. west of gray falls
4: mm, that's pretty far south
0: yeah,
3: is it's just, anything I mean, really far to us anymore it's north of the yellow river
1: so no it's less than a day
4: i would
2: say yeah, it's still with you along
1: it's less than a day
2: I mean, we have to go down, and then we have to go down to Saijan, go across the like, Everest.
1: River. You know, oh, this is first guys, edition. Don't do this alone, seriously. Hmm.
0: Everyone talked at once, so no one heard what each other said.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was saying, oh, it's a first edition map. Ah.
0: Oh, second. Yeah, this is a two E map that just had everything ever published
3: on it.
4: Hmm. I guess we could go down to
3: Lutar. I mean, I just I would like I would like your advice on the back. Should we investigate this further before we discuss anything with the Fairfolk representatives?
4: Yeah, let's get the rest of the crew in here and give them, and give them a rundown of what we have here because if if this works, I would really like to be able to get the, the, fair, the um, Jadeborn... Let's not call them... Okay, I would really like to be able to get the Jadeborn to help us because if the Fair Folk aren't willing to negotiate with us, having the option to, well, terrifying them into compliance would be helpful.
3: <laughs> Personally, I am mean, of the opinion, we should capture as many as possible and reform them. But, yeah, uh, but
4: the problem is, is the one that you have here is actually a weaker member of their society. So I don't think... It would be a, it it would be an issue of escalating
1: things, and it would get out of hand really quickly, especially if they pull in some of their greater leaders. And I would be concerned as to how it is going to feel when it emerges, whether it is going to come in with a fresh perspective or in a clean slate, or whether it is going to hold some sort of ill will for its hmm. for its transformation. This is why we probably I agree we
4: do need to get it out of the cocoon and question it probably in the presence of other Jadeborn so we can figure out what happened hmm. but it's I mean in its current cocoon state it's not going anywhere and I we would- can safely study it and then transport it to hmm. transport it to Lutard in order to have it resolved
3: I'm hmm. very concerned. well concerned I believe orders with the technicians to continue non-invasive study while we are away. Mm, what's up, man, minister?
4: Oh. Sorry. No, no, go on. You
2: you're a bit too eager to mass change the,
4: the fair folk. Oh, I don't uh, think it's I don't think it's I don't think we're capable of it. I mean, yes, if algorithm had time and effort and an army backing him up which he could, but that's uh, needless to say starting another Baylor Crusade. That's another thing we have to be careful about. Who figure? Who finds out that we can do this? I really don't want to start another Baylor Crusade uh, with the Fairfolk directly pointed at us because of what we did here. I
1: this think you are overly concerned. Point. Oh,
4: pardon. well, I'm just I'm just thinking a worst case scenario. Uh, this could be this could be as simple as a local noble, uh, Faith Folk noble. Uh, having issues i mean we basically we took one of their lesser minions and converted them into this and it's a one-off but if we start doing it in mass it definitely would cause contention
2: no my only point is that i fear that you might if you do it on mass you might throw things out of balance
4: well isn't the aren't the faith book by definition out of balance
3: and more to the point isn't the element of earth associated with balance in this creation
2: I'm not sure what the element of Earth has to do with this.
4: Uh, Creation itself is is supposed to represent the harmonious balance of the five elements. Mm. Yes. I'm not sure. we We need more information, and we need to negotiate with these fair folk to figure out if they're willing to even work with us and just how insane they are. I think we should probably focus more on the pressing issue
2: rather than This might be a long-term solution, and simply the fact that you can do this is a threat enough. You have turned a living creature into a stone. It's still a living creature, it's just it's contained within this thing. Yes, but for all intents and purposes right now, it's no threat. It is what you have done in itself alone is enough as a bargaining chip.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: I concur with the Magister yeah i can see the logic in this i can understand algorithms take on wanting to fix the fair folk but they are seemingly endless uh algorithm your transformation and repair of them could be an effort that would extend long beyond even our great lifetimes
3: then it is fortunate that this protocol was discovered, then it was fairly obscure in the deepest riches of the noetic archives. However, it is a fairly simple download for any other gold machine protocol weavers. If incredibly necessary or useful, we could call upon additional alchemicals capable of performing the procedure.
5: Well, I have a question.
1: Us. I have a Go question ahead. for the GM, um, which is so. I just watched him do this. And I know sorcery, not in terribly great depth. And I know that he sent a me- that it basically directly interacted with the pattern spiders. Is this something I could potentially reproduce or not?
3: Nope. Damn. Wouldn't it just take getting that uh, sorcery uh, mixy gift, gift and then in a mind ripper probe over to the back of his head to download it?
0: No one else can learn man machine or god machine protocols.
3: Oh. So that one gift just gives you the other ones you have access to?
0: Yep, it upgrades you to the ones you have most access to. Ah.
4: Autocathonians are weird. They really <laughs> are.
3: Well, well uh Autocathon's uh, sorcery each arm arm is infected with Gremlin syndrome, so he didn't want that getting about
4: It's not that we don't have the option to deal with this, I mean with enough practice and theory, I'm sure I could cook up a spell which operates like this. But that would take time and research, which, like you said, secondary project, not a primary.
3: Which does lead the question of what are we going to do with the current representatives of the even people?
5: Well,
4: I think we need to meet with them and find out if we can deflect them from bothering your people. Hmm. the downside also is also
3: suggest that we uh, offer to take some of their undesirables off their hands
4: uh, careful with that making deals with them they're very prone to whisk that around we can we can broach that when we talk to them but we just have to be careful how we set up that question
3: I would recommend we do not go into significant details of how this was arranged any gestures to the egg
1: I suggest against bargaining with the even people, as you call them. That term has emerged in, uh, in large part as an insincere one. Hmm.
3: Is that not also true, the term fair folk?
4: Yes, precisely. It's, it's a working term. It, it's an inelegant name for a strange and troubling problem.
3: So we're all agreed then, and uh, have the uh, tripartite of representatives call the fair folk. Mm-hmm.
0: One, uh, one of the one of the technicians raises his hand while you're all talking.
3: Yes, technician.
0: Uh, before you go, champion, and he just kind of uh, taps a panel on one of the prayer modules, and the the kind of back wall slides like si- slides sideways, kind of like a bunch of paper walls, and there's three or four more of these things on racks. I mean
3: Oh yes. Not even a question. Pardon me, comrades, I have some work to do.
4: I'll leave you to it.
3: (laughs) He might be a little too eager for this.
1: Yes, and that's just that is (laughs) concerning me? me a bit. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so while he's doing that, I'm going to just, I'm just going to say, well, I'll leave you to your work, and I'm going to walk out of the room. And when I do walk out of the room, I'm going to disappear and take the, uh, and assume one of the, uh, technicians, ideally a high-ranking one, I'm going to assume everything about him. Okay. And that way I understand how his mind ticks using the, uh, gift. Me... Consume the name? Yeah, that one. Sure thing. Yeah, not because I necessarily want to impersonate him or anything about him, but because I want to understand how it is that they operate and the uh, and the sensibilities I undergo them mostly to write a more complete report.
3: Sure, definitely. Okay, does that work with uh, them still being outside of fate?
1: Oh. They're not outside of fate anymore, as I understand it. They've been here a while.
3: Yeah, yeah, they've they've started to attract their
0: own destiny. Unless the Petropolis core that you guys have installed is actively disrupting the uh, area, but I don't see why they would. So, yeah, no, he has a fate. You can, uh, you can rip that out of him and uh, take a look-see. The, uh,
1: the... Yep, and I'm just going to continue hanging with him. Everyone's going to wonder where the hell Mirage went.
2: Or do we just forget that you exist? No. Not that
1: quickly,
3: you don't. <laughs> no, we don't roll willpower until the end of the scene. Nah.
1: Actually, good. you don't Very roll good. will. You 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 just you just recognize I'm gone. You don't get to roll will to recognize me. Period.
0: So no, uh, but he... yeah, it was a joke based on the mechanics. It was a joke. Was oh, a
1: joke. oh, it was a joke. Yes.
4: I mean, we're we're considered entities that would get a spirit saving throw in that regard.
0: Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, so you can convert the other fair folk that they have captured and uh, been keeping suppressed. Um, and what, like a day's going to go by so you guys can recharge, mm. take a rest, take an E.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, a quick question before or I convert them. Have they uh, figured out how to rip out all their graces before or without killing them?
0: Uh, they kind of stopped doing that once they realized that you had a different thing in mind because they wanted to make sure everything was intact and ready to go.
3: Hmm. How many graces do we have stored up? two or three. Yeah, we might use those as bargaining chips.
1: So during the time that this, however many days this may take, I'm going to do this a little bit. All right, I'm going to do this a couple more times just to basically, he's gathering an awful lot of intelligence on creation. I think it's my duty to do the same in reverse. Yep, harmless you enough. You have the picture book. Oh, I asked you for the copy of the real book. You never gave me an answer.
3: Oh well, the real copy, by religious necessity, has to be a giant and made of of imperishable alloy book that you couldn't lug around, but you can certainly peruse it. Couldn't I lug it around? Because it takes three men to operate. <laughs>
1: I drag cities around for God's and, you sake. You know the funny thing. The funny thing
4: is, is um, because it takes three men to operate, and they have destinies to track.
1: Oh Joey, cut out.
4: Uh, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Because I because it takes three people to operate them, i.e., mortals, and they now have destinies growing on them. I know exactly what's in that book.
0: Huzzah!
2: That's kind of hilarious.
5: It's
0: fairly... (laughs) It's fairly apocryphal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like the immaculate text written by a bunch of uh, cyberpunk enthusiasts.
0: A lot of references. Well, not a lot, but a fair amount of references to their devil figure, the Viator of Null Space.
3: And the Breakers, who you can probably suss out are the Yozi.
0: Yes, the Breakers
3: the breakers it's not fair
4: they get they get cool names for Yosei where we unfortunately what do we
0: call them <laughs> the Yosis. demons i know
3: spirits of ill fortune which must be said every after the word Yosei every time
4: this is a true this is true
3: At any rate, so, yes, you know everything people. that's inside the giant metal book. I
0: mean, that book isn't even the complete copy. They The, the complete copy is much larger. That's just the, the champion version, annotated notes and references.
3: <laughs> the complete one is like, like three stories high and it requires municipal charms to turn the pages of.
4: Ay, caramba.
0: Or it so fits, it. Or it fits so- on one double sided laser disc. <laughs>
3: They well, don't that have makes perfect players. sense, and all the uh-huh. uh, adamant is uh, is Autokathon's brain.
0: Well, you just put in the laser disc, and you put it in the reader, and then it starts spinning. <laughs> and then you fire it out at people and kill them.
1: <laughs> or alternatively, it's an indoctrination attack. Oh, that's mean.
0: <laughs> all right, if you want to watch the final cut of Blade Runner, you have to first go to church. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if we don't want to go to church then you get to watch the theater version with the voiceover by Harrison Ford at the end
3: <laughs> we'll go to church we'll go to church mm-hmm. mass mm-hmm.
0: suicides
3: also church also, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they also have temple prostitutes so oh, yeah.
5: which
4: which, hap- which ha- in the case of Autothon happen to generally be uh, real dolls
3: no they're the morale officers. They're also therapists. Temple therapist prostitutes. And because it's so sterile, there are no venereal diseases. You know, I'm finally hearing something about Autochthonia that may actually be an improvement.
4: (laughs) Well, that's, that's, that's up until the time where one of the ladies accidentally catches a case of Gremlin Syndrome and things go all to hell. Or actually, one of the guys there—it just doesn't really matter. Autochthonians. I keep forgetting the. Sorry, my bad. Gender yep. biases.
1: Yep. I went dumb. Well, we've got the great contagion on our end, so. That's true. That's true.
3: What's that, what appears to have burnt out, other because uh, everyone in Autochthonia isn't dead like that one first E scenario.
0: Oh my Give God. it time. We just talked about that. Actually, we just did the off-topic for uh, abyssals, and it was it was fairly vitriolic about that. And it was impossible to it was impossible to talk about abyssals because you had to talk about how stupid the writing was. And then when we did infernals, we did them both back to back. It was impossible to talk about infernals before talking about the stupid shit. <laughs> you had to define your terms. Yeah,
4: yeah. that's that's the sad thing about the they're a great concept the abyssals are and it's just there's so much weirdness going on right although there is a good theory that the uh great contagion mutated so it's oh, yeah. a non it's a non-virulent form now that's
0: that's just what i assumed that that's why bringing the wild in sucked because it's it changed the great contagion so it wasn't 100 to like 9 out of 10. <laughs>
1: Oh no! That's that's the canon answer, and it's a pretty it's a pretty awful answer. I thought that the I like the idea that that the chaos in creation allowed humanity to develop an immunity much quicker than it would have.
3: Could be both. Perhaps everyone in creation is slightly mutated, so they're immune to it.
5: Oh, they're all Little,
4: little last minute tweak of fate, huh?
3: So we called the fair folk. All mm-hmm.
0: right. So here we go. So, uh, yes, the tripart council sends out the the message basically, and lights the beacons like the little colored smoke beacons. They have to alert the fair folk. They're, they're here to bargain. Um, yeah, a few hours go by, uh, they light it kind of, um, in the early morning by around midday. Basically they, uh, there's a, uh, a march coming. Yeah, on the outskirts...
1: When you say a march, what do you mean?
0: I was I was about to elaborate on that. And so on the outskirts of the kill zone, quote-unquote, where they're firing off those chained-up weapons and whatnot and have cleared out the trees and have, like, pits and trenches dug and those uh, horse-stopping barricades... Um, there are a party of maybe a dozen things uh, just at the, the edge of the tree clearings with, like, banners and, like, playing music.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't trust it, but that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: This isn't, like, literal King Mondo or because they took on the uh, gear aesthetics, is it? No.
0: Oh god no. I wrote these guys up weeks ago.
2: Are you sure you don't want to do like a last minute change now? <laughs> oh god no. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: All right. So what are we what are we facing here?
0: Alright, so yeah, you guys can kind of see them through the clearing. There looks to be about a dozen of these things, and four of them seem to be dressed in uh, a sort of trappings of nobility, or seem to be at least at the head of the procession, and they're, uh, you see like hints of them. They're kind of inside those little, not cages, but kind of uh, palanquins, like carrying carrying, uh, cages, or Mm -hmm. carriages, that's the word.
2: Well, it seems like we're going to discuss things with a rather pompous style. Maybe I should, like, miracle time and rewind my clothes to when they were less dirty and less
1: tattered.
3: Yes, We can get you something in other asbestos.
1: Or you could miracle to the end of this damn parade.
3: (laughs) Oh, they're waiting
0: at the tree line. They're not not coming into the kill zone.
1: Yes, we have to go to them.
0: It
3: is Mm -hmm. remarkably bourgeois. Well,
2: they... Fancy themselves as whatever they Mm. fancy themselves as, I
1: suppose. That is what they do.
2: They just fancy themselves. Alright, should we go approach them?
1: Well, we may as well. Alright. Can
2: we uh, have a procession? Can you order a a quick procession out of your... uh, out of the uh, alchemicals, autocophonians.
3: Why would we bother? (sighs) That'd be just a... No style.
1: Uh. Well, no time like the present, and I will start in their direction. Is anyone else coming? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there.
3: Should we take the mechanized spider chairs? Yeah, why not? Yes.
4: That'd be fun. Sure, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll arrive in style.
3: So like those uh, chairs from from uh, the Phantom Menace that Newt Gunroy's in, the throne with the spider legs.
0: Yes. I know Best what a spider chair movie. looks like. <laughs> and
4: I, know I will, well. Before we show up, I'll use the shape-shifting gift uh since I'm not since it's not and I since I'm not in a big hurry, I don't have to spend an effort on this. I will make myself appear more regal i'll change my clothes to appear uh like golden and silver inlays and um i'll still have the turban but it'll be fancier with like jewels hanging off it and stuff like that
3: Hmm. and our spider thrones are going to be sets that we are always slightly higher than the people we're talking to
4: oh they'll love that
2: (laughs) (laughs) that'll make us like ascend to the highest tier of the, the trees, because it'll just be like a raising-off. <laughs> like That's they jack the up point. their chair a couple of inches, <laughs> and then we'll cut jack up our chairs a couple of inches. I'm
4: curious. <laughs> I always see one of them fall over or do something really silly because they feel um, irritated the fact that we're presenting better than them.
3: All right. Well, good. It'll put them off balance undermine their narrative.
0: So, you guys are outside. You're in the alchemical uh, enclave. The procession is over there. You're hanging over in various chairs and clothes and accoutrements.
1: And killbots. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I look the same as ever, except I'm in a very strange and large chair.
0: You're bringing the two gumball guardians. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right. Yeah, we yes, we replaced
0: underford.
3: all their darts with cold iron.
0: Oh my Christ!
3: <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, you guys head on over through the uh, killing field and head to where the procession is. Uh, like I said, there's about a dozen fair folk, uh, plus some inside of a uh, royalty carriage, quote unquote. And they have banners and flags. And they're playing flutes. All these things looking sectile and plant-like, like they have uh, bark and. Um, and metal and uh, different kind of instruments installed into their bodies, so they look like weird twisted versions of local fauna and flora. Uh, hmm. They have with them too, um, a kind of pack of large hounds, uh, quadrupedal animals made of flower and vegetation with a uh, rose, closed rosebud head that like opens up uh, in a fan, revealing a mon side. Kind of like a Malboro.
5: Hmm.
0: Yeah, they brought a couple hunting dogs you know, fuck you guys. And, uh... Yeah! When you approach, the uh, carriage opens up and a six-foot-tall insect walks out. It's a, a large... Um, Hercules beetle-looking man, uh, but the beetle kind of skin and chitin and armor. It looks like armor, like a soldier. So it looks like a soldier wearing beetle armor. That is a beetle uh, with uh, a a cluster of eyes underneath the visor shell uh, squinting out at you people. And he's followed by a wasp woman that has, like, fire coursing through her, and, like, her bands and, like, those you know, warning yellow and black stripes or, like, have heat coming off of them. And she has, like, a, a staff and a, a chalice with her. Um, then there's what looks like a ambulatory Venus flytrap uh, that is covered in plate mail and has coins draped all over it. And then there is a woman who looks like classical depictions of a dryad, except the leaves are all gold filigreed.
2: They're definitely trying to impress us with their entire honor guard. Mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm.
2: I mean,
4: I almost feel dressed down now.
3: Yes, we definitely need cool. our theme music, Bop. The dance, Bop. doesn't care.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the dung beetle soldier uh, approaches. Use you, you guys.
2: Does he uh, descend from his chair? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, we should probably do the same.
3: Is the royalty still in their chairs? Or carriages or whatnot? This guy is the royalty. Oh, okay, we can get off our chairs then.
1: Sure. Yep, sure. All right.
0: I'm just going to double check the recording. Yeah, it's still going good. <sighs> yeah, he just approaches you people.
2: All right, I think algorithm should be... This yeah, I'm...
3: So, it has been noticed that uh, your people have launched numerous attacks against our enclave. Might you have uh, anything to comment on about this?
0: Only that it would be a sign of weakness to not repel invaders from our territory.
3: Territory? Interesting. And how is it exactly yours?
0: We have an agreement with the haltanies you squat upon our land be it the compassion of our people that you are not exterminated from the area
3: the compassion of our people and 18 metric tons of cold iron but i that is interesting the third chapter of the tome of the great maker refers to the creation as of the primordials it would seem that you are the ones who are squatting.
0: Your circumstantial facts will avail you not, Metal Man. Speak plainly, Um, speak plainly as a diplomat. Leave your posturing for the chair.
4: Omniscient Scholar, under the nature of the agreement with the Haltons, uh, is this area itself covered under that agreement?
0: I mean, technically he's using a lot of technicalities basically if you're on the ground you're not in Halta and if you're not in Halta you're part of the Fair Folk and the Halta don't (sighs) fuck with the Fair Folk
4: but we're not in Halta we're far enough we're a certain distance away
0: Oh, the the trees were here they just ripped them all down
3: Halta is defined by the kind of tree
0: the forest right
3: but hmm.
0: oh no, this is Fair Folk territory that's why they kept running into them
2: yeah they they technically have a claim to it, but claims are done yeah, like war. third or
3: fourth Earth in line. I mean, how do you advocate claims when people claim things that someone else already lays claim to and has a uh, with pretty violence? good case for? I,
1: I say surely some dialogue is possible after all, there is no. Halton here to arbitrate so surely we can speak as gentlemen
0: check the event for which you are present for this is dialogue
3: and yet I see a remarkable lack of offers coming from your side and
1: courtesy
0: world eaters do not courtesy they conquer
3: and die. Uh, you have been doing a lot of dying.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm, ra- I'm rattling around in my head looking over the precedents for the agreements. Uh, pre-
1: is, is, calling themselves, is calling themselves world eaters a common thing for Fair Folk or is it just these idiots?
0: That's this guy's name.
1: Oh, okay. So this guy has fancied himself a world eat- the world eater. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> oh, this yeah. Is a dig at Alduin? No, he's like a beetle.
0: He pushes the sun around.
3: That's the dig. Yeah. <laughs> Let us speak plainly then, world eater. Your people have been trying and failing rather spectacularly to attack this enclave. Since I assume you do not wish this state of affairs to continue... What are you going to do about it?
0: Once we recognized that your people were more than cattle, we decided to deign to make diplomatic overtures with them. Overtures that we are hoping to come to conclusion. Our time is valuable.
3: Yes, and mine is closely regulated. But unto that matter, you seem to want uh, people why
0: there is a market for strange and new things among my court give us your dead and give us your slaves and in return we will garnish you with rewards
5: why are, why are dead are...
4: the last thing i heard Fairfolk had no need for the dead
0: and last I heard, man had no need, f- man had no need for the aid of the gods. And yet here you are, working with the Haltenese and their exalted puppet governors.
1: Harash just says, "Wait, what?"
0: It is no secret that this kingdom of tree dwellers is run by a few spiritually t- tyrannical individuals.
4: This is assuming that I'm a man,
1: and I and I say, and for someone who's you're counting on the good graces of their contract as your claim here, you seem awfully harsh on them.
0: Their comfort is of not is no concern of ours. Rain Deathflare mm-hmm. is not one who concerns himself with sense with sensitivity.
1: How long have you been here?
0: How long has your sun been rolled across the sky?
1: I say truly and sincerely, how how many years have you been?
0: I don't see how this is relevant to our trade negotiations, little man.
3: It is relevant because we must be sure you are capable of offering what it is you claim to be able to offer. If you are a bunch of uh, nomads who are merely attacking us because you have no other options, it will affect our bargaining position substantially as our desire to know you.
0: You will provide us with the goods, and we will provide you with the... You will provide us with the goods, and in return, we will provide you with our own worldly goods that you desire. As if we do
4: not
1: want anything...
0: Mortals always oh. want. But perhaps you even
1: can even find something is. else. I'm oh, sorry. One at a time, I guess. Go ahead, you first.
3: But the question is, do you have anything to give that we desire? I have. The Maker sm- provides
0: much. I have smelled the hearts of your curious sorcerers. I know what they want. We could provide them with materials resources access to facilities that even the creation born do not have access to safe passage to old temples and ruins knowledge literature and even materials only we could produce
1: i look to i look to mocking white wind and say uh, we can do that um You're going to need a stronger offer. He's just standing there. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying he's going to need a stronger offer because, frankly, I can indeed bring them to lots of different places and Mocking White Wind knows where lots of places are. So it's not like them finding these sorts of strange locations and things is, is really a great bargaining chip. I'm sorry,
0: bookkeeper. I didn't realize you were a part of our court. For if you can claim to give what we possess, then you truly must be one of us.
3: If that is the case, I would like to see a list prepared, presenting in more than vague generalities what it is you have on offer.
0: Of course. At the moment... We were simply hoping to move forward with the trade negotiations. This is the purpose of this meeting. To establish the value of human life that we will be trading in.
3: Yes, the statistical value of human life has long ago been calculated. It is your goods that require more quantification if we are going to come to any discussion of the proper formula for optimizing mutual utility.
1: I have to at this I did this point turn <laughs> to algorithm and start looking at him very carefully to figure out if he's actually serious about negotiating with human lives.
3: There literally is a price on human life in Autocathonia. We know oh, exactly. Sure. So what he's saying is technically, he, uh, give us something a little more firm so we can figure out what it's really worth, so we can figure out what the exchange rate should be. He's not actually serious because he would never actually trade with these people. He just wants to know what they have. Okay. Possibly to con them out of it. Perhaps,
2: is there anything else other than human lives that you would perhaps desire?
0: We would be willing to work together with your warriors and raiders to procure resources from the enemies of Halta. We, mean... have, we have mercantile investments with your guild.
3: No, not our guild. Oh, one other thing before we get too deeply into negotiations. Algorithm brings out, out a uh, cold iron box with uh, viewing windows. What sort of, of uh, exchange would you give us for this? It's that pumpkin feeding grace thing.
0: The feeding maw?
3: Yeah. And yeah. we have in a box.
0: <laughs> What's in the box? Who put a go. dick in this box? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, we have some who would trade for it. I would have to meet with individual noblemen.
5: Who, if I may ask?
4: If I may ask. Who do you think you're negotiating with?
0: We are negotiating with settlers from another world, not tied to any creation-born nation, lacking of any of the infrastructure or defenses that would allow their small settlement to push back against us if we were to come in force.
4: I tap my forehead and pop my cast mark and I sit there and say, let me ask you that question again. Who do you think you're negotiating with
1: again? World Eaters don't repeat themselves. I I just... I'm just smiling like, like he doesn't <laughs> even know what he's getting into here.
3: Tell me, World Eater, do you recall the story of the Nameless Ones? Those with the minds of metal and wheels and equations of crystal-like law?
0: That all kind of looks like They'll kind of just stand around with no answer to that.
3: Hmm. Oh, apparently you were not here as long as the sun has gone across the sky. In the Tome of the Great Maker, chapter 33, sub-chapter 36, the uh, if Nameless Ones are discussed. In their hubris, they accepted all the gifts of the Maker, save for the wisdom he freely offered. So great did they grow, that they became able to, to challenge the green sun in the sky, and to trouble the brass moon. Now they aren't here anymore, and we are. If you know the portent of these things, you might reconsider your uh, hardline position, as far as we are concerned.
0: And if you value the lives of your people more than your arrogant pride, exalts, you will be more willing to negotiate with us as opposed to posturing and buying time to find a way to, uh, to annex our resources. For Ered the Hunter has fallen near our domain and we have been baiting him to this enclave. Do
3: we know who that is? No. Yeah. Are we, are we supposed name. to? He just
0: dropped a name. Oh,
3: so we're both doing that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Who has mortal knowledge? Uh, super knowledge? Who has omniscient scholars? Me. Uh, uh... Arid the hunter in mortal scholarly cant um, mm-hmm. is like an old legend of this thing that used to stride the world and hunt the sun and the moon and shoot it with arrows for fun and like eat their meat and let them regrow, like the story of Prometheus
5: oh I mean, so he's probably lying. yes
4: i look at him and say you've been baiting it
0: <laughs> yes
4: you do realize that, like that once the hunter is set in his ways he'll still come after you
0: <laughs> then i you suppose really it's have
4: a gamble. no idea what you're doing it's not a gamble it's an insurity it's a surety at this point
0: your Ooh, concern yes. for our well-being is noted and interior concern
4: your behavior is distressing namely the fact that you don't seem to have any candor or s- civil tongue about you
0: World eaters do not engage in civility. They engage then in conquest. Then let's deal.
4: With, then let's talk to someone who isn't a world eater.
0: <laughs> 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 he snaps his fingers and turns around, and uh, goes uh, and basically leans on one of the uh, servants that are holding the chair as the uh nymph looking chick she has like everything about her is like octobery uh gold leaf filigree whatever he (laughs) just kind of waves her on she walks up hello
4: i'm assuming you are here for or your talents are in negotiation
0: Whereas World Eater Hive specifies in the most auspicious virtue of valor, I am more, and she kind of just puts her hand up like it's okay, compassionate.
4: I see, and is this true compassion or merely the, the puppeting of there of compassion?
0: By what merit do you measure compassion?
5: <sighs>
4: that sort of discussion. Is an can honest end question,
3: in... I can bring up the relevant documents.
4: That's no. well enough. So, I guess we were running into an impasse because the World Eaters' negotiation methods tend to be bluster, <laughs> bluster, threat, and bluster. And unfortunately, that's not getting us. I would be
0: more worried about uh, the hunter being set on course.
5: Um,
3: yes, that uh, does confuse us in that. It does not appear to be a sign of good faith that you are, or that is to say, or stability, that you are risking your own destruction for what will amount to a minor inconvenience for Klaslat.
0: That does sound like a highly unlogical course of action to take in negotiations, but I would posit that we were not the ones who brought forth the concept that the Ered the Hunter would destroy us after dispatching with your Enclave.
3: That, is, that does not come from our domain. So you are saying that you are in some way exempt from this hunter? Yes.
4: So what you're saying is that the hunter won't come after you? Yes. Interesting.
3: And it will not come after
0: Holta? I think we should talk about the Enclave and the negot- and the trade negotiations therein.
5: Oh absolutely the sore point so so
1: so very well um, let us discuss what is it that besides from your obviously stated first desires would you be willing to trade with
0: There aren't a lot of things that your enclave seems to produce that we would want. You seem to mostly produce charcoal, um, what's the word for metal that's been cast off from a refinery? Slag? Is it slag? Yes. Charcoal, slag, burnt kindling, overturned earth, and smog. We aren't really in the market for these things, though we do know people in the south and the north who are quite interested in procuring these kinds of... uh, second uh, process resources. We would be most interested in your people and your dead.
5: Yes. Why the dead?
3: dead? We have buyers. Well, that's not all ominous.
0: Very specific buyers. They want Class Latian dead. So you are, what we call in the business a rare commodity.
3: That
4: is a non-starter. The dead will not be disturbed.
3: Oh, there's nothing to
5: disturb.
3: There's no dead to disturb. They've already been reprocessed. I
0: mean, surely you have a cast of people among the Enclave, among your home nation, I'm, I'm sure there are a type or caste or social situation of people that you'd be able to give to us that wouldn't have really any repercussions or bearing on your nation as a whole. Everyone has an untouchable.
3: There are the tunnel folk and the polar mutants. That Since sounds exactly
0: more a... like something we would be interested in.
5: Yes. Uh,
4: Game Master, uh, while this is going on, I will invoke uh, where is it? Derp, 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 derp. Disclose the flaw and they get a save. Wait, no, not that one. A truth that burns. Thank you. That was the one. They uh she gets a sp- spirit save.
0: Truth that burns. Learn the knowledge Least want of them. them. Least want them to know. Okay, let me open up my dice roller. D twenty. Roll. Wait, how do saves work? You have to roll over your save, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I rolled a two. So she failed. <laughs> so they've been hired, she's been hired by the guild to drag you guys out, uh, the Klazlat people out, and uh, keep them as weak as possible, or as spread out as possible, probably with bogus trade negotiations so that they can go in, capture all the Klazlat people, because they're really, they'd be really good, hard-working slaves, and they're really good at working for 20 hours a day, and sell them to the guild. <laughs>
5: And some guilt behind this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you don't know that yet, but I do.
1: I kind of smile at him. And I, and I, in complete ignorance of all this, look at her and say, you know, someone who has seemed so concerned with the virtue of compassion, you are not making requests that sound very compassionate.
4: Everyone okay, has
1: an. Everyone un- not- has oh.
4: I, I I look at- over at them and say, "We're done negotiating with them. We'll go directly to the buyer. I'm sure the guild will have lots to talk to." As we raise them to the ground for having the presumption to send you <laughs> rather than coming to negotiate with us directly, and I and I get up and just walk.
0: Oh, okay. One moment. Walk or take your spider chair.
4: No, the spider chair can do whatever it wants. I'm pissed.
0: Very well. Just one moment. And she kind of walks over and tags in World Eater. And he kind of walks back. I say, oh, now
1: you've done it. Now, Now look what
3: you've done. Look what you've done. All right. I am still interested in that list. Actually,
0: no, she doesn't walk away. It's like, well, he doesn't speak for you to, you know, you, the guy in charge. So, all right, perfect.
3: So, I will need to see that list before I can start doing any utility calculations. If you could unfold it to me, I would be most appreciative.
0: Oh, in our domain, we'll, we'll give you the first kind of tidbit of information. In our domain, there lies a manse from, we believe, the Shogunate era. It was a uh, artifice reprocessing uh, facility, some sort of workshop, uh, and it contains in it a library. A well meticulously kept library by the shogunate sorcerer, the Shugenja
3: that used to live there. Mm, excellent. But really, I will need to see that list. <laughs> yes, perhaps we could resume negotiating
1: on the Mara when you re- when you return with the list. She has the list right there. She gives it to you. <laughs> oh, I-, I thought she was saying that she had it in their domain. Oh. Sorry.
0: No, no. The manse is in their domain. The manse is one uh... of the things they'd be willing to trade you
3: Interesting. I concur. I believe we should negos- We should resume negotiations on the morrow when I have had time to do the proper calculations to see if it is in our national interest to pursue further negotiations.
2: And when our members
3: have calmed down.
0: Very well, though I assumed that a being such as you would be much more in tune with such economic scale calculations to be able to posit that information on the spot.
3: But. Oh, I already have. But it is not my decision to make.
5: Oh, It is yes. the
3: process. The tripart assembly will decide if any treaties are to be ratified.
0: We thought it odd that they were making decisions without you being present when we originally negotiated with them. Interesting.
1: Um, question. Uh. Would I be able to know how far they are from their freehold? Uh, how? Well, um, I do have the, the gift of navigate, or the word of navigate, and I do am attached to word of Fate. I don't have a specific gift that would be associated with it, but I imagine there would be some way in there that I could look and establish the length of the connection by looking at how far they'll need to travel. They've been in creation long enough that they probably have a destiny.
3: Or you could just ask the relevant office. Like, where are these people from?
1: Either way, I'm curious if that's something that I could that I could do that I could find out
0: possibly. It might be hard because they'll be resisting you and covering their tracks and whatnot.
1: Well, um, nonetheless, why not? All right. Anyone Uh, else? Effort, I suppose.
0: No, I, I'm just, I'm just just going through the action list right now. Like, uh, you know, like, um, Joe's walked away. Uh, Max is doing that. Uh, Magister asked that question, so I'm just ticking down.
1: Is well, that it? So, so, the, so the point is that in, in the event that they are like literally 20, 30 minutes away, this is not very feasible. But if I but if I look and I find out, well, it's actually a couple of days. It'd be a fairly simple matter to then re to then reweave some fate to send them on a journey that will take them many, many months uh, before they can actually come back around with anything. I mean, that's something I imagine sidereals can do. That—that's. It's trickier because the folk are outside of fate.
3: Oh, but... Th- but all the creation in the way isn't. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't know. I can get back to you on that.
2: Alright. I do have something I would like to do. Mm-hmm. A hand on the balance. I can choose a single visual ki- creature or object and define a particular outcome.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And basically I get a advanced warning or a ability to fire off in case it happens for the next day. For the uh, the Eater of Worlds, the World Eater, I would like to cast a Hand of Balance at him for when he launches a surprise attack.
0: Sorry about that. Um, someone distracted me. I yeah. Someone post- sent me a link asking me a question. God damn it, sorry. Yeah. Say that again.
2: A Hand on the Balance lets me basically... De- Say, if this happens, then something else will happen. Then I get to react. So, for the next day, I would like to say, if the uh, if the, the World Eater either launches or orders a launch of a surprise attack on the Colossal uh, outpost, I would
4: like to be aware of that. Fair enough. It,
0: That's perfect. Oh, oh, keep that in mind.
4: Before I'm completely out of sight, I will turn around and look straight at the World Eater and turn on... Uh, Disclose the flaw, and uh, I do not believe there is a save involved.
0: Disclose the flaw.
4: Know its current weaknesses and most vulnerable element at that time, including any means by which it can be killed or destroyed.
0: It is a fey folk. All of those weaknesses apply.
4: And I also get to know their hit dice and effort totals.
0: Oh, fair enough. Uh, Let me grab those notes I had real quick.
1: Yeah, I get those, too, because I've said I'm using read the signs on every single damn thing. Yeah,
0: you gotta remind me, though. Ah, damn it. What do we have here? So... I'm just making sure that I have the right stat blocks. There's a few around here. Ah, okay. So, uh, the world Eater has 15 hit dice and 8 effort, and everyone else has 5 hit dice and
3: 2 effort. A powerful fair folk he shall be.
5: Yes. But don't you mean, uh, Jay Yes, Boyne? he will.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh... Oh, uh, there was one other point. You mentioned you enjoy a certain trade in people. How much for your own?
1: Ooh.
0: These... This is on the table. It would depend on how many of your people you are willing to trade.
3: But it is on the table. Of course. Hmm.
0: Everything is for sale in creation.
3: Much as you uh, suggested to us sending certain undesirables or prisoners from different factions, might that be a somewhat reduced rate for your own uh, prisoners or undesirables? Those you would prefer... Not killing yourselves, but never returning. I understand you are cert- you are bound by certain oaths. It uh, might be a way around some of them if someone else were to do the dirty work, provide an expert service, so to say.
0: This is something that we could find agreement with.
3: Hmm. Well then, I will have to discuss all things with the tripod assembly, and I bid you a good day.
0: Very well. Come to an agreement quickly, for time runs short. So we walk away at that point, I'm guessing?
2: Oh, I'm using the spider
1: chair.
3: Definitely the spider chair. Yeah,
0: they're going to hang out here for you to uh, come back to them for the next day or something.
1: Oh, that's great. When we're like halfway across there, I'm going to go and revise one of their destinies. Yeah, why not? I can revise two of their destinies. Do they Any have guess? destinies? They definitely they do. They most it. certainly are outside of fate. Are you kid uh oh, they've been out in creation so long, they should have a destiny. How by do you now. know They're they've been out in creation folk. so long? What? How do you
0: know they've if been out in creation super long?
1: No, none, of them, none of them have destinies. No one in the entire group has a destiny. Their faith work, of
2: course they don't have destinies.
1: They almost definitely don't.
2: Yeah,
1: it's I like, thought that once Fair Folk spend a certain amount of time in creation, they get a Destiny. Huh. Yeah, but like, they, they, they haven't been here
0: that long. They they oh, pop like I thought for a Circle
1: Demon, but they just haven't been here long enough? Yeah,
0: they pop in and out. They go back to their Freehold and don't have Destiny anymore.
3: Yeah, the Freehold's a little piece of the wild they keep around.
1: Yeah... Just looking for a way. I uh, I guess I can. Okay, no big deal. Keep this one in my back pocket for some other time.
3: You could always uh, screw with the destiny of the space between where they are and the giant and cold iron flinging crossbows back oh, at the oh no, other this place. was I, I was <laughs> <laughs> no, this was something
1: I uh, this was something more ironic. Oh, see if I could. that they had sent after us before it encounters, before it encounters anything else. So that would have been funny, but it looks like mm. that is
3: isn't the car itself. On the way back, the algorithm is going to uh, say to uh, Raj, I would suggest that you report the presence of this hunter to your superiors in uh, heaven. This appears to be the sort of thing, thing that a proper authority should be, be dealing with.
4: It's a ruse. I,
2: I'm i not so certain. I think they might have been crazy enough to do it.
4: No, I'm not saying that they haven't done it, but even that is simply a ruse. They're merely agents of the guild. The guild is paying them, probably in slaves and people, to acquire the, uh, us. There's no true negotiation going on. They're literally buying time for some sort of an attack or to distract us long enough for the guild to make an attack against the Kozlot.
3: The guild. This is the mortal trade organization. Yes.
4: Yes. Yes. And unfortunately, it's not monolithic or leads. So while well, one faction of the guild would be reasonable to negotiate with, another one will. Stad you in the back to get whatever profit they could want and apparently they have a faction that deals with feyfolk and is more than willing to trade and use the fey as distractions against exalts to buy them time to get more slaves
3: well they are obviously broken in the head not See, only I- if they are willing to deal with fairfork but if they, if they think they can have any sort of success attacking us here
4: no, 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 no! I don't want them to have any sort of sort of attacking us here. I want us to go find them. I want them to understand exactly what they did. By um, <clears throat> let, let's just say I, the fair folk are only interested in it because of getting something out of it. I, I say we eliminate their income, their source of income. You want to attack directly at the guild. I want to attack at the faction of the guild that was stupid enough to do this. The main guild itself can be dealt with, but whoever, whatever Proctor cooked up this little idea needs to have their head rearranged. Uh, that might be
2: a problem. Why? Uh, They wanted our dead. There's only one sort of creature I know that wants dead parts. I know, and the...
1: (sighs) Mirage does not look enthused at the idea of attacking the guild.
4: I don't want to attack the guild en masse. I want to go after the specific proctor whoever in the guild is leading this operation. There has to be someone or some cadre who's doing this. The rest what of the curiosity.
3: guild... How terrible would it be if we were to capture these guildsmen and trade them to the fairfolk? There are certain items on this list that are highly desirable. Please,
2: let us not go down that route. <laughs>
3: Have they not earned such a fate? No, they have
1: not.
2: I don't think any human can earn that sort of fate.
3: Eh, I defer
5: to your judgment. Do you know
2: what the fey do to humans?
3: I am given to understand they are some sort of essential vampire, removing the vital energies.
2: They take away your soul. Well, not
0: oh. technically. So you don't they have take words away... for capitalism, but you have words for vampire in your
3: language. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Why not? It's a specific form of gremlinization.
3: <laughs> we have a lot of words for gremlins that do really messed up things. There's <sighs> like eight words for s- disturbing tentacle things. Mm-hmm.
4: All I'm saying is that this is a ruse. They're here to, they're here to distract us. Hmm. But as I was saying, they,
2: they don't just destroy you. They keep you alive. They keep your soul together, just barely enough so that they can steal everything they want from you, all of your emotions, all of your mind, all of your, you are just a husk of a person,
4: and not even allowed to die. They drain your brain out leaving you mm-hmm. with just the core functionality of being a thing. They drain they your, essence. your they take away your individuality including your ability to be a productive member of society. They don't even let you die.
3: Hmm. Algorithms going to keep quiet about what they do to the worst as <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: that might be a good idea. They look
4: at they us, look
3: us as nothing
4: as but food. they look at us as nothing but f- Food. you're cutting out they look at us as nothing but food
3: mm.
4: or entertainment
2: but yes you said the ruse the ruse
1: the gill well,
5: the well, one thing uh, they didn't I, want me
1: to know i say well you bring up an interesting point but perhaps where perhaps your response is a little backwards to how we should approach this I mean, there's clearly a branch of the guild with somewhat malicious intent um, against the class-led enclave, but perhaps it's simply that they haven't yet had a better offer.
2: I'm not sure if I'm feeling comfortable with actually dealing with these things.
1: Well, don't want to deal with them. Let's say, look, we can go after this group and attempt to isolate those fair folk and then deal with whoever influenced that group in turn. Or it is quite likely that they could engage in a more prosperous trade with the class-lad enclave, and thus we then uh, we then co-opt the guild and perhaps give an opportunity to go after the people on the other side of that formula um, with the guild members more willing to cooperate and give us the information, and also isolate the fair folk with far less need for violence against the intermediate
4: I'm willing, but, I, but whoever thought this up in the guild... I I really really don't want to deal I whoever, want to punch for, someone the guild I'm being honest.
1: honest whoever negotiated the deal probably was thinking of nothing past the payoff he honestly didn't think about or care and that may not make him a good person but it hardly necessarily warrants his death Towards on the, other hand, whoever,
5: on the, the other hand and on the
1: other hand the individuals who attempted to make this contract happen, those are the ones who need to be dealt with more severely.
3: At the very least, whoever thought this was a good idea should be removed from leadership before they do further damage to this guild structure, which is apparently usable in some fashion, and to creation itself, if they believe that trading people to the fair folk is an acceptable business practice. One matter at a time.
2: i think i would like to investigate whether or not the uh uh, what was the big guy the the world leader no 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 the 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 guy that they summoned Ared the hunter Arid. meanwhile i would like to see if Arid the hunter is actually summoned or if it was just bluster i will look into that question i believe i might also have resources Hmm.
1: It, out of character, it seems like we all have our marching orders.
3: Alright, mm. how do you want to proceed? Well, first I'm going to recommend to the tripartite that they accept all of none of this, but that they use what the fairfolk have offered as guidelines for what sort of resources might be available in the fairly close-by area.
0: Fair enough, that makes sense.
5: You know, so it's it's Born, born, warn okay. the
4: tripartite that the... And I will do this, I warn the tripartite that the Fair Folk are acting as proxies for a local group that is trying to kidnap and take away their people, so no one gets isolated, basically. Don't don't give them easy targets.
3: Hmm. And I'm going to uh, help explain the situation by framing in the guild as a bunch of Glock bosses is who... Uh, no, that should work.
0: Man, fuck these guys, then.
3: The plutocrats really hate them.
4: Well, no. the no. thing is, is it depends on who you're dealing with the guild. Apparently, whoever these are, are the glot bosses as you described them. But the... Uh, I would have really rather have a friendly relationship with the guild, but apparently there's
1: someone local who just isn't using their head it's not completely an opportunity lost yet mirage has a a few things he wants to do uh the first thing he wants to do is to in fact divine whether arid the hunter is indeed involved and that's something he can probably do by looking at the loom combined with the fact that he has that he has a focus in survival so he can see whether there is an attempt to hunt the enclave or the fair folk in progress two He's gonna figure out how far these fair folk are journeying to uh, get to the uh, to get to between their enclave and um, uh, between their freehold and the enclave and three is he's then going to fuck with how long it takes to get between the two places.
5: okay
0: uh, so how do you want to track Er the hunter like how do you want to confirm that?
1: well, I think the easiest way would be to see if there is an attempt to, if there is a an intersecting line in the loom of fate that is backtracking along a meandering path, and that where that line intersects, to see if it results in a bunch of of uh, of threads ending, i.e., that Arin is following a winding path that eventually kills a lot of people right at the enclaves location or nearby.
3: Oh, see if I might suggest something that could be easier. Oh. <laughs> couldn't you just send a uh, interdepartmental memo to the commission on Fairfolk and ask where the giant evil thing is I mean there must be someone whose job literally is know where that thing is
0: I was going to suggest yeah, sending a raven back to your office or an owl and uh, asking them to check in on that for you because checking to see if this is real or not requires finding Arid's thread if he has a thread in Luma Fate uh, and then
3: being able to like track it properly
5: Alright, well in that case, I mean you-shot
1: right. more expertise than I have there, so
3: I can fill out the forms in, in a milli kit, if that would help.
1: No, that is not necessary. <laughs> I will I'll send the request then. That was probably more expedient.
0: Okay.
2: I would also like to investigate it through a combination of knowledge, luck, and time. Knowledge, I will uh, try to discover how exactly you summon Arid uh, so that I know what to look for Luck to try to uh, so like he said that he dropped breadcrumbs basically that he lured him in so there's probably spaces or something that was used to lure him in so I'd like to use Luck to try to find those spaces and if I can find those spaces I would like to use time to kind of look at the past to see if it happened or not
3: and uh, mm-hmm. after asking around for information on this Arid the Hunter, from um, uh, what's in the academic knowledge and whatnot, I'm going to use parsing the Tome of the Great Maker or to look up if there's any sort of instructions for how to uh, fight these things to help prepare defenses just in case.
0: Fight the Fair Folk or Arid? Arid. Okay. Arid. Well, first thing your investigations will reveal is that Arid the Hunter is a behemoth. All right. So if you weren't aware of that, that's a thing. Yeah, I figured
1: as
3: much. Uh,
0: And the second thing about him is that he is famous for, like, because you have Yushan connections, right? Yes. So if you're able to send uh, notes to and from, and like basically keep a dialogue going, uh, whoever's in charge of the convention on behemoths uh, basically picks up the, the thread and starts getting in touch with you, and it's basically like, hey, Ered the Hunter's a behemoth. He used to hunt the, the soul and Luna until the Solars kicked him out of creation. He's he's a problem.
3: By hunt By the hun- sun and moon, do they mean uh, get his ass kicked all the way across the sky?
0: No, he used to pin down the sun and like eat his organs and stuff.
3: I'm starting to think the account you all gave me of the divine minister of the sun lamp might have been a bit over-exaggerated
1: out of character he is called soul invictus so i would think that that story is probably exaggerated but back in character that's still a problem and um and i would suppose by my, my next question would be and what is his last known location
0: Uh, records show that he was banished from creation when the solo deliberative rose to power and he was basically hunted for sport uh, before he basically escaped into the wild and was never seen or heard from again and uh, if a couple days go by he reports back like oh Jesus he's here he's in creation
1: well at least they weren't bluffing
0: about that (laughs) in which uh... which
1: direction is he
0: Uh, the east
3: Well, hell. Are we at least I'm... going to fire someone for not noticing this sooner?
1: Well, I'm not. Uh, the, guy, I'm... The, guy, it's the guy. one of the hardest things to zero in on is like a wild creature. Yeah, this. time the convention. I'm not, the
4: I'm not sure guy. which. Oh. I'm. I was going to say I'm not sure what I'm impressed more impressed with, the fact that uh, the fair folk are crazy enough to try and get a beh- to get him to do their dirty work for them, or the guild was crazy enough to hire a group of fair folk that were crazy
1: enough to do this. <laughs> they must have gotten a very good offer if they were willing to try this shit. Oh, I agree.
0: So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, the serial on the convention for behemoths basically spends a lot of his time tracking them or Juggernaut,
3: Is this a wild or a primordial behemoth?
0: Primordial behemoth.
3: Wow, they were really fucked up. Mm hmm.
0: This is. This is. This
4: creature predates a lot of what we now understand as hell creation.
3: He, He predates
0: the Dragon Kings. Mm hmm. Like like you guys wake up one day in the enclave and a small f- manila folder that's been wrapped up with twine and sealed with wax showed up uh next to Dar- next to uh um Mirage's uh bed basically with just, you know, documents
2: hand delivered
1: and the file says in the event you need to open this you're in big trouble. Oh, it was just mailed to you,
0: so it's like, oh, this is all the information I have on Eric the Hunter.
1: does it tell me anything helpful i mean all the information i just gave you
0: good enough and, and just how screwed we are you want to be monster hunters right yeah there you go
1: now That's the
3: hunters true. are That's hunters. a monster should we perhaps want? get the uh, slightly broken maker of monsters to make us something into at least slow this thing down if it is nearby Oh, that is an
4: awesome idea. I like that one. Get the Kaiju guy to build up a distraction. Isn't
2: he all the way in the south?
1: There's Definitely no way three days away. Bring... Look, if we need to bring his work here, it won't take. Me. I'm just like oh. running across the landscape at 100 miles an hour with uh, <laughs> with a stake on a stick.
4: No, Mirage, you're on. You, you're misunderstanding. All you have to do is take me to where whatever you need to be transported here, and I'll have it here instantly.
0: Oh yeah, your game oh, yeah, spell.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have the I have the ultimate shortcut home. Although let's okay. Um out of character, out of thing here, it's getting kinda late and I'm gonna have to wrap here. But uh let's brainstorm Different ways to deal with Ered the Hunter, the Fair Folk, and the Guild, because we've got three problems we have to deal with and different approaches that we could go back and forth on, which I would assume we would do during those days we're waiting for your message from heaven to show up.
0: All right, that makes sense, you know. Uh, We've basically kicked off it. Uh, Spoiler alert, guys, by the way, this this is the main plot. This affects every single one of your characters and your backstories and your named uh, NPC family members in various ways.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's
4: it's why it's why when he found out that the guild was behind this he got pissed.
1: Well, I don't think that put put this way. I don't think that anyone from the guild said, "Yes, please bring a primordial behemoth back in the creation." They simply gave a number that was so big that the that the fair folk, you know, were willing to do something.
4: Like oh, I don't think the fair, the fair folk were hard to to someone, prod into
0: Someone said doing to a guildsman it. I need Halta taking care of, and you need to make a profit. Let's work together on this. And the guild's was like, I know some fey folk. Yep.
1: I know some really crazy fey folk.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can make... Who wants
2: to eat the world. And
0: we can get the guild to bankroll this by making it look like it'll be super profitable.
3: Yep. This sounds and... like some sort of infernal-backed destroy-the-world plan. Oh, you
0: wish it was infernal-backed.
4: No, it could—it could be anyone who's stupid enough to do this. This sounds liminal. So, like any no, of
3: you know. the death lords?
4: It could be a death lord, or even I, worse, I basically a rival wrote, faction of lunars.
0: I basically wrote all your PCs' names and facts and all your nonsense out, and then I started connecting it, like Charlie and all his in Philadelphia, into this big intricate web.
5: Hmm.
1: Fine. So, well, enjoy. and it came se- out Arid the Hunter.
3: <laughs> worst case Ooh. scenario, I go back home and leave you all to die.
1: Detonate <laughs> the I'll man come with home.
3: <laughs> See, we're a great team. Yeah, See, the, it, big it, just,
4: like, the big problem is Arid the Hunter, which should, threaten, should make all of us very nervous. Um,
3: I'm so, thinking it might require a murder. giant robot to fight it.
4: The, it may come to that. I, if we may we may get Kaiju Man to build us uh, Mecha Godzilla just to to fight this fight.
0: They the, meant me. The exigent of Kaiju has the word of Magitek, so he could actually probably assist in designing war strider stuff or, you know, Colossi stuff.
1: He several so Warstriders which will inter- interconnect with someone who has I meant,
0: the word of Colossus. I meant more if Max became a Colossi. This guy could probably design you Colossi weapons.
3: Or you I'm know glad we didn't get all it. the people back in uh, classlet who specifically do that.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah, but maybe. you know they only get to do the teleport
3: like once a month. Draft. We're going to have to bring that idiot back. Yeah, that insane <laughs> fool. But, yeah. but,
4: but at the same time we are we're basically going up against a bunch of insane fools. I say throw insane against insane.
3: Yes, hopefully they all kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, met. we are going to. Do, uh, <laughs> turn uh, Hal into a giant robot and install ports for all of you to sit in and act as turrets.
1: Turry, <laughs> that that. that is a... exactly what I said before, basically. <laughs>
4: turrets, screw <laughs> that. I'm your, I'm your giant glowing moonsilver sword.
5: <laughs> <laughs> our
2: our but, Mirage and sir. I like the, the, the cores on the back that just kind of don't seem to do anything but just give you b- casual bonuses.
5: No,
4: no, you you you're, you're the, you are the the Uber Dodge teleport engines.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's like,
4: why can't I hit him? Why can't I hit
1: him? as, as you go teleporting around the battlefield cuz he's never there when you cuz he's never there when you hit him or he was there and then he was somewhere else three seconds in the future, but it was at the same time because Magister does weird stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: I shall make you quantumly entangled with the world.
3: So how much XP? Oh, everyone will get uh, <laughs> everyone are, will are get we
0: uh well yeah, I think we're wrapping up for the day. It sounds like this is a nice intro to uh kind of kicking off the main plot. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, this revelation with uh Arid the hunter and all that might actually mark the end of season one.
4: Huh, probably Yeah, done. it sounds like a season season yeah. kicker. Season finale, season this,
0: this is actually how, finale, uh, or... how Star Trek would write their season finales. They would do the first part and never plan what the second part was. <laughs> uh, so after six months, they'd come back and have to be like, oh, shit, what do we do now?
5: All right, yeah, that's a good As We're going to the
4: Christmas break. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so we're going to the Christmas break. So I'll give everyone so 2 XP and 2 Dominion.
5: Thank you. A...
3: Tear up, everybody.
0: Spend your uh, dominion.
2: Can I, like, buy my dominion for the one that requires some
0: shards that I can't quite use yet? Just to level up.
3: Oh, and I have some uh, dominion to pay back.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, mm-hmm. get it all sussed out. Anyway, so, uh, I was Devin, and we had...
1: Gary playing
3: Mirage.
2: Sam playing the Magister.
3: Max playing Heroes of Advancing Algorithm.
4: Playing Mocking White Win.
3: And this
0: is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.
3: I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.